televised the revolution will be streamed live yo what's up everybody welcome to a brand new separate studios but year end special or critical and thinking podcast ty barnett ian harris and we have opened up today we're gonna we're gonna let a bunch of people come in um and um yeah, and say hello and and some of our past guests. And by the way, if you're a past guest or friend and you want to jump on the Zoom, uh, we're not going to post it uh, on the page here, but you can message me and I can uh, send you the link and you can jump in and we'll we'll let you in as we get going. Um, but yeah, so we're trying to get it, get some people in, talk about the the new year, talk about the past year, and. Um, uh, yeah, so you want to let people in, or uh, you want to? Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, just and so for for our viewers who are already here, thank you so much again. Uh, let me start off the show by thanking our our viewers, bro, because you know, as I say at the end of the show, I'm gonna switch it up and say at the beginning of the show, you guys are the reason we do the show. Otherwise, it would just be me and Ian talking to each other, bitching about the shit that we got problems with. So, thank you guys for already being in the room and rocking with us uh, all of this time. And uh, we want to hear from you as well. So, along with our guests that we're going to have uh, on the on the Zoom chat, we want to hear from you guys. Tell us what you felt like the biggest stories were for the end uh, for 2021. What you felt stood out. The, the best things about 2021, the worst things about 2021, and what you're looking forward to in the future. So we're going to welcome in all our guests, our panel. Uh, you know them all from previous shows. Let's let them in. Yeah, let them in. Zen asked if we're going to do the Brady Bunch Hollywood Square thing. So here's a story. <laughs> all right, we're welcoming Aaron Lewis, Charles Miller, Corey Showtime Robinson, Doc Dan, and John Murray. What's up, everybody? Can you hear us? Yeah. Hello. What's up, everybody? everybody let's. Uh, we can't see anybody yet, but we can hear people. There's a gallery. Hey, Aaron. What's up, Aaron? Not hey, to see me because I'm driving. What's up, Chuck? Man. Hey, Chuck. What's up, Dan? What's up, John? Or as we know him on the uh, on the uh, as J E. We know okay. we know John is J E on the on the the, the feed. Uh, Jay, one one of the best commenters in the show's history. One of the, in the show's history. Um, so I want to say, first of all, thank you all for being here. We appreciate it. And thanks for joining us on our year-end special. As you know, uh, 2021 has been a crazy year. Uh, but thank goodness, it looks like everyone has made it, is making it through it. We got 24 plus hours left. But so far, it looks like everyone is making it through it. So what we're going to talk Yay. about... <laughs> yes, yes, a huge yay. Uh, what we're going to talk about on this show is a few things. Um, one, what do you all think? Uh, and everyone's going to get their uh, way to kind of weigh in, and, and we're going to chime in on what you guys thought or think. Uh, what do you think the biggest stories of 2021 was? 
What do you think the worst, uh, the best stories? Uh, what did you, and what are you looking forward to in 2022? So um, let's start us off here. Uh, let's let's go right into it. What do you think? First of all, how do you think 2021 was compared to 2020? So let me let, let, let's start. I'm going to go. I know you guys all see it differently than I do. But I'm going to I'm going to ask people clockwise from where I'm looking. So first person is Dan, Doc Dan, our uh, our resident uh, doctor and uh, epidemiologist, uh, expert vaccine, whatever we whatever exactly he is, he can tell us. But he's come on many times to help us with some actual facts on on vaccines and uh, and and disease state and uh, viruses and all this sort of stuff. Welcome, Dan. What's happening? And he froze. Or is that me? <laughs> no, no, he froze. He, he froze. All right. We're going to move down. Dan, we'll bring you back. Aaron, Aaron, we have not seen okay, you in a while. Maybe I got who, who you are, Aaron. And Aaron, I know each other from the atheist community. <laughs> oh. Actually, we know each other from well before that, from, well, at least I know. Uh, yeah, through Dan. Dan Gabriel and the, yeah. Yeah. But, um, Erin uh, has been on before. She's uh, an author now. And um, uh, tell us a little bit about books and then talk about uh, how you think 2021 and 2022 what, what, were, were different. Well, um, I guess I was on your show earlier. Uh, I was in 2020, wasn't it? Might have been 2020, uh, For yeah. my book, Expose Yourself, How to Take Risks, um, Question Everything and Find Yourself humor and insights from my life as a stripper. So I was a stripper for Ooh. almost 20 years. I know. Oh. And um, I have all <laughs> my clothes on though, so it's good. Just so you know, Aaron. Before you're throwing me off stage, it was good for me to, to let that go. Yeah, listen, you, you can help uh, our ratings all by yourself right now. So. Or get you shut off, one of the two. That's so true. I don't know, it's a fine line, it's a fine line. Um, but I wrote Expose Yourself basically about um, humanism, how to take risks. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, atheist stuff in there because as Ian said, that's kind of where I um, became known, I guess. Um, and so, but I debunk a lot of pseudoscience. I was a ghost hunter for 15 years. So I got to debunk all my own experiences mm, and nice. uh, stuff like that. And then I have my memoirs coming out, actually being republished later this year. Um, basically how I got into stripping, why I became a stripper and, you know, why I'm not a hopeless drug addict or, you know, born again, ex-prostitute, you know, all those fun little uh, stereotypes. <laughs> So 2020 versus 2021, I would say, I, I know I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, you know, 2021, it sucked. It was terrible. It was, I, I didn't really see it all that way. I felt a little more comfortable. We had the vaccine. So I was better like going out and able to do stuff as opposed to like, you know, kind of being pulled up. Um, and I, I guess I saw a lot of hope. Certainly there's a lot of, of uh, rotten stuff, but, you know, maybe I'm an idiot for thinking that 2022 might hold some good stuff also. You know, I think I think we're starting to see at least the first glimmer of a light that the pandemic is going to ease up to a point where it's manageable and not, you know, an everyday thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some good stuff on the horizon, I 
I, I don't want to write it off before it starts. Um, yeah. but 2021 fair. was, was pretty good, man. I mean, I think there was a lot of good things that happened. Yeah, all things considered, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think I was just looking at the, the stuff the other day. We, the, the most jobs created in a single year, actually, um, the vaccine is, 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 for the most part, uh, obviously, well, the vaccine is doing its job. It's the people that aren't getting vaccinated that aren't doing their job. But uh, pandemic is getting there. We've obviously got this new, that we all knew there was going to be a spike, but Omicron's making it a little bit worse. But I think there's hope for that. We'll talk to, to Dan about that. Um but yeah, I think I think actually we got the infrastructure bill passed. There was we a couple actual high profile cases. Uh, Ahmad Arbery actually we saw justice. We actually saw justice. The um, uh, the, the 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 taser lady I forgot her name. Uh, they they killed Potter. Dante Wright. Yeah, uh, Potter. Was that Potter? Potter. Yes, Potter. She she got justice. So that was nice. Um, but, um yeah. So Dan, uh, Doc Dan. How, what do you think from from um, pandemic state 2020 to 2021? You hear all the Republican oh, talking points that people behind under, under Biden, which is not true. But was, oh god! Yeah, <laughs> sorry, you're totally breaking up. No worries. Yeah, he's you, not, you want? We'll we'll, we'll come back. back if you need to. Yeah. So I want to go. Let's go to Corey, and then we'll go. Huh? Let's go to Corey and then we'll go to Charles and then we'll we'll circle just, around. Uh, just but you can tell right, Dan has good. a lot of bad weather in the background there. That's probably mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh so Corey, and then we'll we'll go to Charles and then we'll go to uh, JE. Uh Corey, what do you think? How do you think uh 2020 uh 2020 differed from 2021? Because a lot of people have to remember we were just praying to get through 2020. And uh so 2021. Uh, as Aaron said, I, I I do feel like there is it's, it's been better, but there have been things that have happened. So, what would you say? Well, comparing twenty twenty one to twenty twenty, and I'll I'll get when the doc's uh, uh, phone is back up and running, I'll get his consensus on this. Uh, getting stabbed in the stomach is better than getting shot in the head, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I would assume. Like, I mean, you're still like, you might not make it either way, but still the stomach stabbing, like you could just hold the knife there and get to the hospital. Exactly. Whereas 2021 was just like, yeah, fuck your career. So, um, <laughs> like, it's better because we've gotten, we've gotten some progress. We've gotten some justice. Just Lane Maxwell just, uh, is, just got convicted. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to preemptively say she didn't kill herself. Um, there he is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it was better, uh, but at the same time, I also feel like we still have a long way to go. But my biggest highlight of 2020, I don't know if you asked me that, or 2021, started early, man. The best day of television I've ever seen in my life, Capital Insurrection. Woo, I can't wait to watch that shit again. That oh, was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And we will we will talk about that because that is, I mean, unfortunately, the, the anniversary is coming up, and that is going to be a point... Uh, of contention because it's gonna it's gonna get crazier before it gets uh, not crazier. Yeah. Uh, Charles, Chuck. so Charles. so Chuck, I'm ready. Uh, we've had Chuck on a few times as well. Chuck, uh, what was your take on the difference in 2020 and 2021 for you personally, at least? Oh well, uh, you're down in Alabama where where the shit's thick. Yeah, and and it is thick. So Alabama is very competitive, right? Roll Tide. So 
we're now in competition <laughs> with Oklahoma to have the highest death rate in the nation. Yeah. We're, we we're, believe we're in you. Almost there. We can do it. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, but but Governor Mississippi's, Mississippi's like, hold my moonshine. Yeah. Well, Mississippi is um, is maybe three or four, or they yeah. were. Um, Arkansas was up there. Oklahoma is, is number one as of now. Um, by the end of the year, Meemaw, KIV will uh, will get <laughs> Alabama to number one. Roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and so are, do we have Doc Nan back? Do we have him back? Yeah, I mean, I can try. It, we got you. We got you. So we'll yeah, we get, got you we'll, now. We can hear you. We'll, we'll get you. We'll, we'll, we'll get, the, we'll, okay, we'll get you cool. in quick just in case. So we were just trying to figure out from your standpoint, uh, from a medical professional standpoint and from a personal, yeah. how do you feel 2020 yeah. differed from 2021? Okay, so um, Ian, you kind of introduced me right. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm an infectious disease doctor. Infectious disease. That's so why I actually, I actually, I actually see patients. Unlike epidemiologists, I ah, actually okay, cool. have to see patients. So, uh, so I mean, the big, the big difference between 2020 and 2021 for uh, from an infectious disease standpoint is um, there, there are fewer cases of of COVID, and more importantly, um, those cases that we have that are in the hospital that are there for long periods of time. Um, you know, that are on a ventilator, it's almost entirely in the unvaccinated. Um, unfortunately, I also am in the, in the southeastern part of the United States in Georgia. Uh, we have a large contingency of unvaccinated people. Uh, but, you know, for, for me, it's a lot of hope because, you know, even though this year has just basically been me working, uh, I have convinced several hundred people now that were never going to be vaccinated to get vaccinated. And I, wow. I, everybody that's on this call right now, I, I implore you like the gift to give for this holiday season is to talk to your friends and family, ask them if they've been vaccinated, ask them if they've been boosted. And more importantly, if they say they haven't, help them like don't just say you should like actually take the steps for them this and this is how i've been able to get so many people vaccinated is i make it like a very difficult to opt out of situation i actually like will take their phone i will go on vaccines.gov i'll set them up with an appointment block fox um, you know, news I try to answer a lot of their questions what's that block fox news as you take them Fox, Fox, Fox. Fox. Well, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's kind of right. funny, though, but when I go into patients' rooms and I see Fox News is playing, like, I've been mm -hmm. doing a sort of, like, informal uh, tally in my head of, like, will this person be unvaccinated? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it correlates decently. It correlates decently. I, I will say that. It's not always. It's not 100%. But, uh, you know, actually taking the time to, like, talk with people, but more importantly, like, say, all right, this is not my opinion, like this is what more than just the CDC and NIH, this is what like global science agrees on this. It's not political if all of these different uh, countries that represent different political beliefs all are saying the exact same thing. There is no other side. Right. Uh, and that's really important. But also like taking that step, take that first step, because that is really the barrier for a lot of people is they feel there's just too much information coming from all sorts of different places. They don't know where to start. So if right. you could be that person that gets them started by by taking them over and like saying, OK, we're going to 
We're going to set up your appointment on vaccines.gov to get a, uh, your shot at the CVS. They have, you know, Pfizer and Moderna. I don't recommend getting the, the Johnson Johnson vaccine. Um, and just get, get people set up. And so, I mean, that's been the difference. So the difference is we still have a ton of cases of COVID without a doubt. Uh, but those that we're seeing in the hospital are, are again, primarily unvaccinated. Um, and it, although we are testing a lot of people are positive right now for COVID, those that have been vaccinated and boosted tend to have more mild symptoms. And really important, those who have been vaccinated are much less likely to have what's called long COVID, which is symptoms that last for over a month. Um, the studies have shown that vaccination drops your risk of long COVID by 50%. So like the, va the vaccine is absolutely working. We still do not have a variant of coronavirus that completely escapes uh, vaccination, particularly with the mRNA vaccines. So, I mean, that's been the difference between 2020 and 2021. And um, you know, from, yeah. No, no, I was going to say, because uh, both of you, both you and, uh, and Chuck are in places that are uh, vaccine hesitant. So, yes. so both of you guys are in areas where you, you have to, like, basically, not like you said, not beat them over the head, but you're fighting an up, a uphill battle. And so yes. if both of you see that you can still kind of convince people, because my brother, uh, who's in Chicago, he just finally spoke to a doctor and the doctor said to him, hey, why haven't you gotten vaccinated? Now, to my brother's credit, he took the medical advice and said, OK, now I get it. Now I understand it. Now I yeah. see. It. So in that sense, that's all I can say is I, I hope that we are seeing an, an upward trend in people understanding this because, you know, we're in California. Uh, where are you at, Aaron? You're in California? California, Northern California. Yeah. Okay, so, so, oh, exactly, yeah. So that's another yeah. area. Hey, Ty, real quick, can I throw something in here? I saw a meme that actually pertains to all this. Why is it that people trust doctors to operate on them after they get COVID, but not to trust them to tell them what to do to exactly. well, we, Yeah, we've been talking about that a lot in here over the last year plus. Not only that, it's funny that the people that are against big pharma well, uh, who do you think, and, and against that, who do you think makes the ventilators that you're on? Who, who yeah. do you think makes the 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 monoclonal antibodies and the and the ivermectin and all these other things that these people want? It's the yes. same fucking companies. Hey, this idea that, that, that they go, well, they're making money on vaccines. Name a name a business in in the world that doesn't make money. Like I just yeah. go ahead, please give me one business that doesn't make money. It's like comedy. Going, going, going. Oh, so you guys hey, make comedy. <laughs> <laughs> comedy. So well, touche, touche. As I say, I, I made a video recently, and I have this line I like to say is that everyone trusts the science when they can't breathe. And that's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. And, you know, the, like, the, the reality is, you know, I really want to implore everybody that's watching this, and I'm trying not to get into a car accident now on the highway. Um, yeah, please don't. The best person, it does, it's not just doctors that convince people to get vaccinated. And I cannot stress this enough. Personal experience, when you talk to people, when you talk to your friends and family about your own experience and your own concerns before you got vaccinated and how they are also by getting vaccinated, talking about that experience is a very good way to convince people. And whenever I have someone that isn't a, let's say like a, a, a marriage and one person's been vaccinated, one person hasn't, 
I try to get that person that's been vaccinated to talk to them and say like, okay, this is, you know, what I went through to get it. Uh, but, you know, I, I try, I, I've seen so much heartbreak this year. Uh, just a few weeks ago, I, I had a, a patient in the hospital, uh, an, an elderly man who he and his wife got COVID. He, he had convinced her not to get vaccinated. He wasn't vaccinated. They both got COVID. He survived and she died. Oh. And I mean, it's, 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 it's like, it's such heartbreak to see this over and over again. And I, and I've seen people for all sorts of different medical issues, not all COVID, but I keep stressing to people, I'm like, yes, I'm seeing you for something different, but the fact that you haven't been vaccinated is the most important thing right now. Well, like, and, we're going to put all this to the side and we're still going to discuss this on every single person. And, and J.E., who, who tried to get on, but his camera's not working, he's commenting and he's saying something that we've talked about before as well. That it, it, I get why it's it's hard to 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 figure out or, or to to decide this, but you keep hearing these stories now, especially with hospitals getting overrun, about people who need other medical stuff. They go and they got a car accident or a heart problem or whatever, and there's people that are having trouble getting getting treatment because of these overrun hospitals, and and beds being taken up by COVID patients that yeah. are unvaccinated. And it does raise some sort of a thing where it's like, look, if, if you get into a car accident, some drunk driver hits you and you can't get a hospital bed and you die. I mean, I know that might be a different case, but maybe there's other situations where you get something that it isn't preventable and you need a hospital bed and you can't get it because some unvaccinated person. I really feel like they should be, <laughs> they, 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 I mean, I know it's hard to, to do this, but who gets, who gets the, the if you got you got one bed and you got two patients i kind of feel like the the one that uh that, the one who believes in the science should get the bed and and but and, how do you do that you know i don't know well but but now see now and this is why and like i said we're not going to spend we're not going to do the whole show on this but this is an important part of it was a important part of 2020 it's an important part of 2021 and going into the new year it's still important this is why we're talking about this but I honestly started to feel like, look, man, and to Corey's point about the meme, if you don't trust the science, if you don't listen to the doctors until you get sick, you should be the last in line. You should be the last. Now, if you ask me personally, I say stay your ass at home. You didn't believe it before, <laughs> stay your fucking ass at home. You don't need to come, period. But if you must go, you should be last in line. And and and, and where, where the left and right sorely differ is that we still have compassion for people who honestly don't deserve it. They, they don't. And, and, and this is why we're still where we are. And this is why I brought up where, where Doc Dan is and where, where Chuck is, is because in California, at least in where we are, you get people to understand a little bit more. Like they, they get it, they see this, but you still have this resistance as you're probably seeing up there where you are, Aaron. And when you have people that are still fighting this two plus years later, how do you reason with those people? How do you get them to understand that I'm not doing this just for me, I'm doing this for you because now what we're seeing is it's affecting sports, it's affecting the airline industry. It's affecting not just hospital beds. It's affecting all of these other areas where people thought, oh, well, I'll just stay my non-believing ass here. Nope, guess what? You can't even go travel now because they're canceling flights. Which is, which is funny that, that in America, the thing that's getting, that gets people most is canceling sports. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> this is America. This is America. It, 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 canceled, it canceled your wife. It canceled your dad. <laughs> 
It canceled your mom. It canceled well, well, to, to Chuck's point. Take my football, motherfucker. To Chuck's point, roll tide. So let's just leave it there. Well, uh, real quick, real quick, I want, I want, I want to ask uh, something because we're going in twenty twenty. I'm so glad they didn't cancel basketball. If you can't tell. <laughs> I, I want, I want to ask. Um, going into twenty twenty two, um, it was a big political issue with me. I want, I want to go to Chuck, then I want to go to Aaron. I want to go to Chuck first because Chuck spent time in politics. Everyone's predicting, I know that there's been some good news on the, uh, it sounds weird, but there's been some good news recently on the gerrymandering front where Democrats finally said, go fuck yourself. If we're going to, you're going to gerrymander like that in Texas and other places, we're going to do it just as bad uh, in places like Illinois and things like that. So they're saying that it doesn't look like there's going to be that much of a, of a of a gerrymandering shift in the House in 2022. But everyone's talking about the failure of the Democrats, the failure of Biden, even though he's got record numbers and the, we're doing better on COVID and all these different things. Um, that 2022, it's going to be a bloodbath for in, in the House. Uh, I'm curious if anyone's hopeful for 2022, for what your predictions. And I, I wanted to ask Chuck, because I, like I said, I know you're, you're a political you know, you, you you pay attention to politics and you've been involved in politics. What, do, what are your thoughts on, on the House race in 2022? And what, what can we do to make it better? Well, I, I'm going to speak to the House district I live in. So I'm in Alabama 5. Alabama 5 has Huntsville, the Rocket City, all the rocket scientists. Um, Madison County, the county I live in um went for obama twice went for um went for clinton and uh went for biden but we still have mo brooks and i think nothing speaks more to the impotence of the democratic party that they cannot turn this congressional district blue they put no effort in and I, I, you know, and, and I'm talking from, you know, my local perspective. I think there are some spots where the where the Democrats can win. Um, but then I just got I just got an email before this started. Um, Democrats looking for money, looking for money to uh, pick up Senate seats. So they're talking about, uh, well, an Alabama senator is leaving. Well, sure, Shelby's Shelby's retiring, but the Democrats haven't put up a candidate. And in 2022, another Republican is is going to be in the Senate from Alabama. Yeah. Um, And I think that's true across the country where there's a really strong uh, group identity with the Republican Party, you know, and I think there's a correlation, you know, Dr. Dan talked about the correlation with uh, Fox viewers and in COVID. There's a correlation with Fox viewers, white evangelicals and Republicans and anywhere they are, it's going to be tough for Democrats. I think it's because they don't do the work. I was going to say, the one thing that, that really bugged me is I get those emails all the time. I don't know if anybody else gets I'm assigned up to every Democratic pack and whatever. I get these emails all the time. And sometimes, or you see the surveys, what do you think of this? And you click it and you can't submit it unless you donate at the end. And things like that, 
that's what creates cynicism among like the Bernie bro types who are like, oh, both parties are the same. And, and I see this like, we're going to lose the Senate. Donate now. And I'm like, but what am I donating for? They never tell you what they're doing, what they're. And it's like, that's the part of, of the political system. The Democrat, the Democrats are just like the Republicans in that one sense where it's like, you want me to donate and put all this money and do all this stuff. But what are you doing? And, and Zen makes a comment here about Stacey Abrams. And, and my thought is like, I wish we could do get a Stacey Abrams or, or two to run some sort of program like they did in Georgia. Right. In every freaking state, every state that's possibly purple, Texas, Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, even Alabama in those districts, the, or, or the districts that, yeah, Alabama may never go completely blue, presidential, but there are districts we can pick up. We need somebody who's there on the ground. I'm sorry, the internet shit, all, it's okay, but what really matters is getting people to physically knocking on doors, getting people registered, and getting them to the polls, which is why they're coming up with these voter ID laws to stop people who don't have a driver's license or a, or a valid ID necessarily to, to get to the polls. That I think this getting out the vote, we need to focus so hard on getting as many Stacey Abrams types as we can. Yeah. Every place that we can. And, and I don't know what that takes to do. Is it, is it cynicism? Like on my part to think that, that the Democratic Party or the DNC does just want to make money. I have a hard time believing that that's well, their only goal. Let me let me uh, let me because we're going to go to Aaron and I want to ask you. I want to get Aaron's thought on this, but also it just occurred to me when you were talking about marketing schemes and all that. I don't know if anybody remembers, but when I think it was before this election, uh, strippers in Atlanta were actually campaigning at strip clubs like they were they 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 knew people were coming to the strip club so they were campaigning at strip club and it actually got the word out to a lot of people and, and I, wa I remember watching this report I think it was a joke and then you saw like a lot of people said man I never even thought about politics until I went to this place or thought oh, it, it was never in in my face like this excuse the pun but <laughs> when strippers came along to do that so let me ask you this Aaron to to end to to the called exotic poll workers, okay? Hilarious. But it's, but it's, they're, they're, they're poll workers, but it's P-O-L-E. poll workers. Come on. <laughs> to the to the original <laughs> question, uh, what do you see has to change in order for Democrats? Because Democrats aren't they're not shitty at their job for the most part. They're just really shitty at the branding and getting people behind them. So what would you do? What would what do you see as an option? Um, well, going back to like, I, I'm in California and, um, it still boggles my mind that, you know, there are states and other people that actually live outside of California. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I have a hard time, you know, expanding my, my thoughts there, but when I look at the overall and, you know, since 2015, when the joke, you know, actually ended up getting you know, 2016, when he actually yeah. ended up getting elected and it was just supposed to be ha ha funny is when I really like got alarmed. And I think I spent so much time really freaking out um, and terrified that um, last year with him at least gone, I, I, I've really, it really calmed me down and was able, I'm able to look at the bigger picture a little better now because I'm not so constantly terrified. Right. Um, but he's sure. going to do something goofy. Um, 
or something else. And where, where I'm at in California is I'm kind of, I'm right on the edge of Sacramento County and Placer County, which is a more rural County. So when I, I work as an office manager and I drive up to Placer County a couple of times a week, it's every single time I've driven through a uh, Trump protest, uh, Newsom recall, you know, all this stuff, they're screaming and yelling on the streets, like five or six of them, um, you know, but that's where I see them is up in the rural areas. Um, but then we had the recall and it was like crazy. It was ridiculous. There was no contest. It was nothing. So for all the screaming and yelling, what ended up happening was what we kind of really expected, but there was that fear. And I think that fear of them screaming and yelling with their signs and their big monster trucks and, you know, all that they're, you know, F whoever, um, they were just, they, they either motivated the people to get out and, and vote and do what they were supposed to, or they weren't, you know, they're not as big as they think they are. So in California, I felt pretty, pretty comfortable. I think we're losing Nunez. So yay. Yeah. And then well, some I, other fascists will probably replace him, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I do think that, that people are pretty fired up and even some of the, um, at least Democrats in our area, um, I know that I discussed personally with customers a lot of politics, especially I was literally there the night that Trump was elected and um, which was a nightmare. They turned off all the sports and put that on. It was literally uh, a, like a horror uh, movie. I still remember it. I still, <laughs> I, still, I still have PTSD from it. But I still do. I had to be like happy and like cool, you know, and I was like, <laughs> do you understand what's happening here? Yeah. Um, I'm like, this dude's a con. I, you know, I'm, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. I'm like, how? And then I'm looking at all the people and I'm like, okay, well now I get why you, okay. But still, yeah. I, um, personally, I've started working with uh, FFRF and then also in conjunction with American Atheists. And we've been lobbying on a really small, like local level. Um, so like we got Tim Kaine uh, actually to not, um, sponsor the prayer breakfast anymore we started to advocate personally for um contraception uh equality and then also for um medical transparency so like right here we have a huge catholic um health system well they don't tell you up front that they're not going to do certain stuff so they'll leave you waiting and dying in the emergency room because you know it has something to do with stuff they feel weird about um so for me personally, I think of it as more, maybe for my own mental health, as more of what I can do myself locally and just kind of eat the elephant in little bites. As far as nationally, um, a lot of like strip club owners tend to lean conservative, at least in my own experience. <laughs> So my thought is, hey, let me rally the strippers. And then I'm like, uh, a lot of them are at least, and maybe it's different in the South, but when I'm talking about like my own experience in California and where we are, even though it's really liberal, even strippers tend to lean, if they don't lean um, conservative, they are more of the Bernie bro, bros where they wouldn't vote for a Democrat because they're all bad and then they just won't vote. So what they did was hella cool. And I think that may be effective in that. I have a hard time seeing like strippers getting into politics on a large scale, like really hard time imagining that. Uh, as far as what Democrats can do, I don't know. Maybe they need to hire a young publicist. They need to get some freaking influencers or something. You know? I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. If I was at a strip club and the stripper was that beautiful and she tried to convince me to vote uh, Republican. 
I would at least think about it for two songs. <laughs> at least for two songs. Well, you know, I mean, let, 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 let's be honest. How many, how many guys, I mean, everybody who's probably been to a strip club, how, how many guys have you, have you seen at strip clubs that, like you said, like, like, like Aaron said, you don't bullshit a bullshitter. And some people probably went like, so strippers are bullshitting me? Yeah, exactly. How many guys are actually there going, well, maybe I, maybe she really does like me. So oh, <laughs> you never know. Oh. If they're, if they're yeah. that easily yeah. fooled, if they're that easily fooled, maybe, maybe you could be like, yeah, so uh, uh, Biden, uh, what do you think? <laughs> Throwing some, uh, well, honestly, I would say maybe it's because of California, but you know, we did because Sacramento is obviously the capital of politics and all sorts of stuff. We did get a lot of people from all of the place. Um, I quit right in August of 2019, too, which was so, I was like, <laughs> I feel like I dodged a bullet because I didn't realize, like, I started to really think about germs oh, yeah. <laughs> after I quit. And I was like, oh, I know, oh, wow. I, know. I, couldn't, I couldn't even imagine, I couldn't even imagine going into it. Yeah. So I'm going to say this right here. Most strippers wash their hands a lot. I bet you're feeling good about that. Yes. Um, I never saw a girl walk out of the bathroom without washing her hands. That's all I'm going to say. What what about as long as they wash the pole? They got to wash the pole. Do do, do, do they make N95 G strings? (laughs) How has nobody made the joke about a stripper influencing a man on her leanings? <laughs> Every time a stripper leans, a man is paying attention. It doesn't matter. A lot of the reasoning behind my book is that because I focus so much on critical thinking and debunking and stuff, I was kind of hoping that I might draw in some of those people. I do have a customer who no longer watches Dennis Prager, and so I really take that as you know a win. There you for go. There you did. Um, Changing the world one dance at a time. We got we got two two more guests that have come yes. in. Uh, Before we go any further, sitting here for a minute is uh, Doctor Richard Carrier, who's been a guest a couple times. What's <laughs> hey. going on, Rich? How you doing, man? And then also just doing right. right now, Lamont Ferguson has popped in, but I want to say hey to Richard. He's been sitting here for the last uh, five ten minutes here, and um, good to see you as always. We, we've been asking people, for you, good and bad, 2020 versus 2021, was there a, did you see a major difference on, on your end or anything you're seeing that's, that was more hopeful in 2021 versus 2020 uh, and then moving into 2022? Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how, how does it compare to 2020 versus your 2021? I, I honestly, I agree with the answers that have been given. Like, I think 20, 2021 was better than 2020, obviously. Uh, but still all of the same issues were there, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm really keen, like personally, just like my own, uh, personal interests is I want to be able to tour again and like crawl bars again and, and do things like that. And I know everybody in the country feels that way. Right. Uh, and I feel like we could have been there by mid this year had we had more confidence in 2020. Right. So if, if 2020 had been run more confidently, we would be ahead of the curve by at least six months, I think, right now. Yeah. Um, and so we're kind of playing catch up, and it's kind of tragic in that sense. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's it's like uh, I, I feel like I'm not a huge Biden fan, but I'm I'm glad he's president. Like if if the options are Trump or Biden, obviously Biden, uh, right. and I did vote for him for that reason. Um, but uh, it, it's almost like he's 
he's very mainstream, right? And, and it's funny that like, normally we would complain about that, but now we're like, no, we've seen what the other's option is. <laughs> yeah. you, like, you know, you you know, know what's funny though, we can get that one of the things that's hurting him um, is that he's actually far more liberal it's like it's true. funny because when he ran the, the right wing is like you still hear people going oh he's gonna bring communism and socialism and the people on the left are like he's a fucking republican and yeah he's actually living he's actually leaning a lot more toward the left than we thought he was go, going to that is true yeah yeah well, but he just can't he can't get anything done because of all of this the stonewalling from the republicans and, 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 and certain democrats like Manson, <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, right. like, like blatant blatant stonewalling and um and so uh, we're joined by two more people. Uh, we have Lamont here and we have uh, J.E. So really quick, um, because I, I like what you just said, Rich, because a lot of people don't want to admit that part where they say we would have been far more ahead if we would have paid attention before. Like yeah. in 2020, like a lot of people like in, in I want to at some point talk about the movie. Uh, don't look up if, if you haven't seen it. Uh, because I think it kind of is very uh, relevant to what we're talking about right now. But uh, Lamont, really quick, and then we'll go to J.E. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, um, as far as going in, what, was the, what do you feel like is the biggest difference between 2020 and 2021? Uh, and do you see progress, or what, what do you feel like we are? Well, hopefully, all the, all the internet connection, everything is. If you, I'm on a ship. I'm on the villain as far as the, the whole thing that goes on. Thing. So I'm on a ship right now until the CDC shuts this thing down because we're the villains. Floating anyway. oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> COVID. I, you know what? Look, it is hard to compare the two because this is the way I look at it. You were comparing it to 2020. It's hard to compare anything when you start the bar. You got to be shitting me because that's <laughs> what 2020 was. And now we're comparing it to, I put in the comment, 2020 was blindsided and it was a shitty year because we didn't know. And 2021, we're gauging it against 2020. Still kind of a shitty year. You want to compare it to 2019, where the only villain we had was Trump? Yeah. Okay, then you compare. But it's still a shitty year, except we have more information going forward. So, you mean, you can't can't operate except to have hope that... uh, you know, like uh, uh, Dr. Dan was saying, that people get vaccinated. Although I still don't have a lot of hope because I know what the numbers are. You see the yeah. numbers? The numbers are 61% of the United States is vaccinated. And people go, oh, that's great. Really? Ask Dr. Dan how he'd have done with a 61% in school. It's a goddamn D minus is what it is. <laughs> that's what America is, a D minus plus two years in. <laughs> Really quick, uh, Aaron had to go. Uh, I want to say uh, thank you, Aaron. Happy New Year. I was hoping to say before she go, but um, she's gone. Thanks, Aaron, for we'll have you back. Thank on you very day, much on your own. Um, Let's get Je in while while we have him. Yeah, before before the the camera crashes. Je, what, John, what's going on, bud? How you doing? Can you hear me? I can hear you. We got you, bro. My video is frozen. So I I can hear you, but I can't I can't tell what I'm saying. <laughs> We can hear you. you can hear yourself talking. There, you're fine. Uh, so, hey, man. Well, dude, lot, you've been you've been uh, commenting on the show forever, uh, and uh, glad to have you on here. Uh, and how tell a little about about your story. So, you you got shot, right? Is this two years? Whoa. 
Yeah, I got shot twice 30 years ago. And 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 now you're are you uh you can't walk or were you where you're paralyzed at some I've, point? I've been paralyzed all the entire time, yes. Wow. So for me like this is hard for me to do because I can't see what I'm doing and hear at the same time. Okay, cool. Can you hear me? Yes, but it keeps breaking up. Okay. Well, it's much the first time I've done Zoom ever. You're, oh, wow. it's, it's cool, man. It's all good. I just want to, you can just tell, tell your story a little bit. I wanted to know, um, tell people how it affects you. Cause I know you're in an area where you said you've had anti-vaxxers and stuff. So you probably have health, health concerns, I would imagine. And it's important for you. You're one of those people that it's like, you need to be vaccinated and you need to be safe, but we need, we need to be collectively there for you. You have legitimate health concerns and I know you said before that you've been in inside straight for a while, and it's like that's got to be that's got to be crazy. Like, how does it feel for you? Like, do you see hope coming out of this? And and um, you know, what are your frustrations? I've been in the house for ninety five weeks since March eighth, twenty twenty. Jesus, oh, wow. everybody needs to get vaxxed. Yeah, yeah. I left the house twice to get vaccinated. That's it. Wow. wow. Underlying health issues. And 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 see and 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 I, Cheers. I love that he's taking that seriously. And and this is so so. Let's move to another topic because what we have here is we have a bunch of different minds, and it's very rare that you get a bunch of different minds that uh, that actually give a fuck because it seems like a lot of people just don't give a fuck. So. Let, let's think. Let's do some forward thinking, because because I, I I'm I'm doing my I'm gonna do my best to be optimistic about the next year. I'm gonna do my best. So I'm gonna pose this question to everybody right now, and you got a little bit of time to think about it, depending on who goes first, <laughs> uh, which will be Doc Dan, <laughs> and then we'll go to Charles. So uh, you are now the president of the United States. Right now, you are the president of the United States. <laughs> What yes. do you do to yes. make to, to the most dramatic thing you can do right now to gauge the needle, to, to, uh, to move the needle forward right now? You first, Doc Dan. You got it. Oh, I'm so I'm, I'm so I actually wrote notes about this. I was like, man, hope, I hope they ask me if I become president someday. I'm so ready for this. All right, I, I had two things. I have I have two things for this. So first is kind of based on what something Aaron said, which is. All right, I got. I got to be careful because there's doctors around me. Um, so, as far as incentivizing people to get vaccinated, why not for that 15 minutes after you get vaccinated, where they watch for allergic reactions, why not give them lap dances as a way to encourage people to vaccinate? my sport. And so, and while monitoring for allergic reactions, and I can imagine every single chart says no rash, but there is some swelling. Um, <laughs> now, the second thing. <laughs> The second thing, and this and this is something you're probably not hearing about, but the thing to move the needle and actually make the world a better place from a COVID standpoint that isn't getting talked about enough is that you have to have open source vaccination. So basically, we need mRNA vaccines that are open source, that are non-licensed, and we have to, rich countries have to put the funding in 
to make production local in areas where it's endemic and places where because of the cold chain requirements of the vaccine, like we can produce the vaccine there and take take countries that have 10 percent vaccination rate because we can't get enough vaccine there and really move the needle forward. As long as we have pockets of the world where there's a very low amount of vaccination, we're all susceptible to this. We're all susceptible. So the thing that we can do, if I was president right away, I would say we're going to be putting all of our resources into, first of all, making vaccination open source so that every country in the world has access to the best vaccination. So we're not getting into this uh, discrepancies where people in South America have to use inactivated virus vaccine or certain countries have to use uh, an adenovirus vaccine, which doesn't work as well. We all have access to the best technologies and we make them open source. We're going to have to pay for that. We're going to have to pay for that. And then we take the areas that are uh, very low co- low vaccine uptake. And a lot of them are low, not because people are vaccine hesitant, because they can't get the vaccine because of the cold chain requirements. And we, we bring the production there. Like we bring the technical know-how and the production there. This is how we, so- we solve polio. Uh, this is how we well, almost solve polio. And this is how we solve smallpox. Like it, this is something we can fix. I swear to God, like COVID is endable. And people think that this is here forever. It's not. It can't it, it can be ended if we have smart people. I will, and, and, oh, yeah, and that's then the I'll give the job to Elizabeth Warren when I'm done. That's the big if right there. But I will say this. I am triple vaccinated. But if you make uh, vaccinations available at, uh, I mean, strip clubs, strips, strippers available at vaccinations, I'll go again. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's 15 minutes. They got to watch you for 15 minutes. And I'll be like, oh, wait, I had a severe allergic reaction last I time. A, I think I need to be watched for 30. I, I, have to, I have to explain to my wife while I'm, why I'm going to Walgreens at 1.30 in the morning. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go down here and get this vaccination. Or, or just, just, that's right. just, just give, just t- teach the strippers how to give, give the vaccine. And then when somebody comes up, any, anytime that there, there's a lap dance, a table dance, whatever, lap dance, just give them the, give them the shot. That should be, we should just that's try right. give that that's right. I mean, for- vaccine event and strip club. I think it's great. Yeah, go exactly. Ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Chuck. You're the president. You got a chance to move the needle very much forward. What is the first thing you're doing? The first thing I do is I nominate Dr. Dan to be Surgeon General. <laughs> the second <laughs> thing you. I yeah. do is I, I emulate Lyndon Johnson. Now, he's not a particular hero of mine, but I'd operate like he did. And I'd call Joe Manchin into the Oval Office and I'd say, Joe, you get in line or this is your last term. Nice. You get in line or I throw the whole weight of the party to your primary opponent. Nice. We're going to get you out of office. I love and that. And that would, that would just be kind of my overall um, strategic thought as far as, uh, you know, Getting tough, getting progressive, make it, make it happen. I, I want to throw, before I forget, I want to throw this out there. I've been thinking about this a lot, and, and it really came up when Harry Reid died. Uh, people talked about him with uh, how he converted or converted or switched Jim Jeffords. Um, and it made me think a lot about this. Like, I look at a lot of, um, the reason Manchin is so powerful is because we have 50. 
And I was looking at Susan Collins and and uh, Lisa Murkowski. And here's the thing. <clears throat> Susan Collins specifically, she was she thought she was going to lose this last election. She barely won. But but one of the senators in Maine is, is Democrat. Uh, she's right there. She actually is a pro-choice. Um, she's and she's she's the one or two people that have always kind of voted for impeachment, voted different things. My thought is like, I don't even care if we got to come together with twenty million dollars to put into a bank account, someone's offshore account. Why don't we do something to either get her bribe, whatever, her and Lisa Murkowski to switch parties, become a Democrat, and then Joe Manchin is obsolete. He'll either fall in line or he'll become a Republican, which he's already threatened to do. I don't know why we're not going after one of the two of these people um, and getting them in the Senate and getting them to There's probably more than two. Was that? There's probably more than two. Yeah, there probably are. And and I'm sure some of them would just take the fucking money. Like here. Exactly. If if they haven't haven't already. If they haven't taken the money already. Um, I'm very interested in seeing in that. I didn't mean to to, to interrupt, Chuck. but I also want to hear, uh, uh, Corey, what's your president, president showtime? All right, I'm president. I'm immediately giving reparations to black people. That's happening first and foremost. Okay. All right, I'm done. The- That's a wrap, you guys. We got it in. We're done with that. That's all I needed. I don't, like, I'll, I'll take out the bulletproof vest. Shoot me if necessary. Um, <laughs> as far as the next thing I'm doing, uh, if you're not vaccinated, I'm taking your fault. Just straight up like Love your mom. It. Just be a fucking adult. You don't want to vaccinate. You don't want the vaccine. All right, I'm taking your phone. I'm taking all your phones. I'm taking your laptop. I'm taking you. You don't. You're grounded until you start acting like a fucking person. Love Straight it. Up, go get like if you want your phone back, you can have it, but you gotta get your. <laughs> you gotta get vaccinated. Who like you and what army? The U.S. Army. Fucking try. <laughs> <laughs> Make it even worse. Make it even worse. Tell them you you can't have a smartphone. You have to have one of those rotary phones. That's it. That's all you get. You have to have a landline phone that only has buttons on the motherfucker. (laughs) So worried about 5G. Oh my god, exactly. (laughs) Um, Oh, one more thing, real quick, about the phones and and everything. I'm using the U.S. Army because they're better trained than the police. Be a lot less casualties if we use like the army reserve. Hey, anyway, smart, but... smart. Go uh, ahead, uh, Richard. Uh, President Richard Carrier. <laughs> I I like a lot of the suggestions that have been made so far, especially Charles has the right idea. Uh, but one of the things I do is I I break up instead of trying to have the huge single bill legislation, I I break it up and force the Republicans to actually vote against things. Right, like rather than sit around and, and just keep just keep changing the bill and then make forcing them to vote just to show that he, he, they keep voting against all this stuff. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then stump on that, like go out to the public, like just talk to the public, say, look how stupid this is. Look what they're doing. <laughs> they would and, lower your fucking insulin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's a lot of really dumb things that people need to be, to know about. And if the president's going around like being brash and talking about it in public everywhere, people are going to notice. Like, you're, it's not going to yeah. be, you're not going to be, it's going to be hard to maintain this false narrative uh, I, that, you know. I actually, I actually agree because I was thinking about that the other day. They, they keep saying, and this is partly the Democrats' fault, it's partly just people being fucking stupid, don't look up, right? Uh, is we have this thing where it's like, 
every they keep saying that no one knows what's in these bills. Well, no one knows what's in the bills, and I'm like, and they're like, that's a, I know what's in the bills. How, how the fuck you read it? It's in the bill. Yeah, right. <laughs> but when they ask individually in West Virginia, 88 percent of West Virginians want everything that's in the Build Back Better bill. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. Republicans, and they've got well, a even even the coal miners union. Even the coal miners union wrote a letter to Mansion saying, "Please fucking vote for the bill." And they like went through. They listed all these things that are in the bill. It says this shit helps us. Right. It helps the coal industry. This is good for us. Right. Vote for it, damn it! But now uh, and and he's wait, still wait. pulling the shit. Well, see now, and here, here, but now here's the other part to that. Even though 81% of the, the, the residents wanted and the coal miners went to him directly and said, hey, this is what we want. Unfortunately, a lot of those people are still going to vote Republican because yeah. th- this tribalism that has like it's crippled America, bro. It, I mean, it, it was already an issue before. It was a crutch that people used because, you know, a lot of I know a lot of people that and someone mentioned it earlier in the thing, like the single issue voters. But it was a crutch before. Now it has crippled America. And, and they yeah. know this. Republicans know this. They know that they can vote against somebody's interest. Somebody can come to them and say, hey, man, would you please vote for this? And they'd be like, no. And they'd be like, OK, I'll see you at the polls. And they'll yeah. vote for them. And yep. this is why branding matters. This is why uh, actual knowledge of what is in front of you matters. And the people that don't pay attention to it are the ones that will continue to vote against their own interests yeah. because they they know like Republicans have gotten one thing right. They know all we got to do is keep scaring them. That's all we got to do. Just keep but scaring them. Like, the rest of yeah. the shit will work itself out. It's so, like we talked about. It's, it's not that they're even great with messaging. It's just that when you have a bunch of, of paranoid morons in your party, the messaging is easy. Yeah. Build a wall. <laughs> Mexicans coming. Ah, that, that's like brilliant messaging. Exactly. <laughs> like um, we're, we're over here going, giving good messages, and people are like, "Shut up! Too much information. Build that wall." Yeah, too smart. Too smart. Uh, President President Ferguson. What? Uh, okay, coming coming to us from the SS Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, I don't know. I like all the I like all the suggestions. Uh, I would just be, you know, because I'm cranky, so I would just be a little more harsh. I think me, even just the title of president would just be changed to El Presidente. Uh, I think that would just to make people angry in the first place. I'm mandating yeah. the vaccine. We got to move forward. It's been two years for crying out loud. We yeah. move forward. It's as simple as that. And uh, just as a bonus. If you've ever taken part in any TikTok challenge, you lose your right to vote. It's as simple as that. Yes. How's that? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I it, it, he yeah it reminded me of the thing about mandates uh, of the virus. And one thing that one thing that we we did in World War II is we I, I just try to picture like how this anti reaction would work back then when they do like blackout laws, like you can't have lights on at night and you can't you have to cover your windows and all this stuff or you're committing a crime. <laughs> or else, you know, the, you know, right? The Germans or the Japanese will bomb us if you don't freaking black. And I get it. No, no, I, it's my right to shine lights at night. You know, it's like, uh, the, exactly. like exactly. Exactly. the motherfucker. You you could have made it about national security. You could even have like Trump could have even done an asshole racist way of getting people to vaccinate and just said, hey, the Chinese are attacking us with a bioweapon. 
Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Yeah. Don't let them win. Do Don't let the Chinese win. It's exactly. a national security thing. Be a patriot, right? Like he could have done that. By the way, did, did did you see his interview? He, he interviewed Candace with Candace Owens the other day. Oh my God! First no, off, yeah. it's it's nutty crazy. But on the other hand, on some hand, on some point, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm gonna shut up and let him talk because at one point she's trying to say something against against the vaccines, and he's like, Well, I invented. I invented three vaccines within nine months. Uh, Nobody else has ever done that. I invented three vaccines. And you're like, oh my God, this guy's fucking nuts. But on the same time, you're like, yeah, yeah, Trump invented three vaccines. Go get them. And they all work. They're the greatest. The Trump scene. They're the most vacciniest of the vaccines. There's nothing more vacciney than these vaccines. But you, but you don't we want to promise that they'll use a gold syringe. You don't like that one. <laughs> uh, let's go. Uh, lastly, before we move on to the next topic, uh, President Murray. President Murray, go ahead. You're the president. <laughs> first, your first act. They mandated vaccines in 1918 <laughs> during the Spanish flu. Why can't you do it now? Yeah, yeah, I I agree. You know. I agree, yeah, bro. You don't get facts. You don't get facts. You go to the end like of the, the list. Day after World War One. Well, and here, here's no, what here's Trump why. Keeps saying it, it ended World War One. The vaccine. I don't think. What? what? I don't think. But that's see now, here, here's why. But here's why a lot of these things are not happening. And and, and I want to kind of talk about the movie. By anyway, uh, response. Has anyone? Everyone's. I know Ian had seen had seen it. Uh, don't look up. Anyone else no. saw the movie? Okay, I haven't seen it, but I've read about it. Okay, so I basically, seen it yet, but I've got, I still got four more hours on this drive, so I will. Okay, so basically, <laughs> watching movies while you drive. <laughs> yeah, we don't recommend that. The, 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 the views expressed by Corey Showtime Robinson do not reflect those of the Critical and Thinking Podcast crew. Please, do <laughs> so not he's like, look, guys, that. you got to give me some, cut me some slack. He's like, it's. I always watch movies when I drink. Yeah, we can, yeah, we don't want we don't want any responsibility in that. But here I'm here's, driving and judging part of the interactive podcast. Don't give me shit about this right <laughs> hilarious. now. Hilarious. No, no, no. We appreciate it. We appreciate everybody being here. And those were all great suggestions, by the way. And 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 again, uh, the unfortunately the reason why those things won't happen is because of one thing: freedoms. Now, when I say that, I say because here's the problem with that. I'm all you know, as a black man, I'm all for freedoms. All for it. Uh, you know, it helped us get here. That's the uh, problem. That's the problem, Ty, is you just said that damn. out loud. <laughs> I know, right? But when you say that, when you, so when, when, when Doc Dan says, well, you know, we, we have to change this part here, and then they say, well, I have the freedom to not listen to you. As a doctor, I shouldn't have to listen to you. When, 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 when Chuck says, well, you know what? I want to sit down with Manchin and say, you either get behind this. Someone's going to defend Manchin and say, well, he should have a right to fuck us over. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's going to happen. It's going to have every suggestion that was made here, except El Presidente, <laughs> is going to have some resistance. And, and that's the part of the problem. And this is why I say, and this is why I asked, actually asked the question at the beginning, 2020 compared to 2021 and what we see going forward, because you look at some of these numbers and they're spiking in certain areas because of this new variant, but you also still have this resistance. You still have these people that believe that their rights supersede a disease, which is weird to me 
that they think that mentality is going to, you know, like they're going to just shoot the virus away. And, and be the opposite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they, well, like but, and, and that's, I don't think, it, I don't think it necessarily. They would vote for anything. that option. And I, I don't think this spoils <laughs> anything for the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. But it's called Don't Look Up because the plot of the movie is there's a comet that's going to hit the earth. And Don't tell dinosaurs. It's six kilometers wide. It's going to destroy the earth. And at one point they say, you know, they ask him, well, what's the percentage of chance it's going to hit the earth? And he goes, it's 100%. And they go, 100%. He goes, well, 99.97% or something like that. He goes, because so we don't see it. There's still a, chance. Still a chance. Oh, so there's still a chance that it might not hit the earth. And, and she goes, let's just call it 70%. And and the point is that at one point, at one point they can see the they can see the comet because people don't believe it's a hoax. Some people think it was made up to sell whatever. Basically, the same thing as as climate change and COVID. And at one point, the comet's coming into the earth, and you can see the comet in the trail. And and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio character goes, "Oh, look! We can see it now. There it is. Everyone, look! Everyone, look!" And people are like, "Oh, fuck! It's real! It's coming!" And the president's campaign slogan becomes, don't look up. And, and there are literally people wow. who say, looking up is taking my freedom. Yeah. And, and, well, actually, actually, how she says it is, they, they don't want you to look up because they're looking down at you. <laughs> it's a new idiocracy. You yeah. can just use the ocarina of time, by the way, to rewind it seventy-two hours, and then and then the comet goes back. <laughs> oh, that's that's a majority oh. reference. Oh, it's, that's really nerdy. It, it almost. I, I mean, it's the only problem. I by the way, the, the only problem I had with this movie, and I feel like all the reviews, the reviews are either this: it's either dumb people or Republican magazines that are like, "This is ridiculous." Or it's people going, man, it was too on the nose. It, it wasn't. It was that tired enough. And I'm like, the fact is, it has too on the nose. But the fact is, when when it's no longer satire, they don't look up, and people are like, looking up is taking my freedom. And you go, eh, that's too on the nose. That's fucking scary. Yeah, but but Sharknado is good cinema. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, so here we go. Let's, because uh, I know, I know, I know everyone has other stuff to do, and I don't want to keep people too long. And I, I want I, this has been great. So let's let's keep, let's stay in the mode of positivity because the last show of the year shouldn't be all shouldn't be doom and gloom because we're still here and we have a chance to fix things. I would like to think that. So going forward, and we'll go around in the same order, Dan, Chuck, Corey, Richard, Lamont, and J.E. Going forward, what are you looking forward to personally and professionally for 2022? What are you looking forward to the most? Go ahead, Dr. Dan. Oh, my God, the ability to travel. Um, no, that, that would be really nice. But I mean, getting getting to what you said, you have to make life harder for people who are unvaccinated, and that is that is it. There is no personal freedom when it comes to to public health emergencies, and that's the reason why you have to wear a seatbelt. And why aren't people objecting to seatbelt laws for the same reason? If they wash your really hands when you're you. 
Right, right. I mean, so the government has an interest in in the personal safety of the people that live in, in their country. And you do mandating mandating vaccination, I think, is a good idea. But we need to start with steps to make life harder for people who are unvaccinated. Do what France did. Make it so that you have to be vaccinated to go to restaurants, to go to clubs, to go to bars, to go to exactly. shows. You make life really unfun for people who are unvaccinated and you take away their ability to travel. That, that's how it is in L.A. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 you can still live technically, but it's going to be really shitty. And like, yeah. you have to do that. You have you have to like private businesses need to step in. Um, but, you know, it's not just going to be like the slap on the hand thing and say, OK, you all need to be doing this. Like we have to have personal accountability and everybody that's watching this should be reaching out to people and talking to them about vaccination. Like it's it's more than just saying I want someone else to do this. We also have to take the steps ourselves and get the people around us. So, I mean, 2022 for me is going to be probably more of the same, um, but it, that's not so bad because uh, to to think that I've helped convince a lot of people and I've taught a lot of people techniques that I use to help people get people vaccinated. That's, that's a win for me, even though well, I'm never going to get said, to meet these people. You said travel, which is, which is huge. Cause a lot of people don't realize how much we took travel for granted. Yeah. Like just the regular, tra- like every day, like where, where Lamont is, I know a ton of people that would, would love to be where he is right now. Now, now Dustin Hoffman and Morgan Freeman are going to come out any second with their fucking, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many people got the outbreak reference, but, uh, <laughs> okay, good. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. I, I'm go. glad it wasn't wasted. All right. Uh, the contagion got the gentleman in the chopper. Exactly. So, so, and, and that's what I mean by like, people understand, like the first thing you said, travel, that is something to look forward to going down the road because you're like, man, what, what is it going to take for people to be uncomfortable enough to finally do the right thing when it comes to getting vaccinated really quick before we move on to Chuck, uh, to your point, uh, about making it uncomfortable in Australia, uh, a teen, a teenager went to a party after he was, after he tested positive for COVID and the government stepped in and arrested that kid. And he is now facing charges in two months, two, two years in prison and a $20,000 fine. That's one person they did yeah. that too. That's how yeah. serious they're taking it. And, and I'm t- so it, it makes a difference. Chuck, what are you looking forward to going, going into 2022? Well, I'm optimistic that I can get back to some uh, large events, conventions, things like that. that we've missed the last couple of years. Um, if it uh, becomes safe to travel, I'm looking forward to it uh, being that um, staying home isn't more risky than traveling because right. where I am, it's more risky to stay at home. <laughs> really? Wow. Because yeah. of the numbers, Alabama. yeah. Yeah, go, going by the numbers, it's riskier to stay in Alabama than it is to um, travel just about anywhere. Wow. Except wow. maybe Oklahoma or Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> not going there Who the fuck is going there, right? So, <laughs> Love the not battle. me. Corey, <laughs> 2022, what you looking forward to? Okay, as someone who is currently traveling as I am speaking, going down at like shit, if I can show you real quick. 
uh, I was just stuck in the traffic, but now the road is kind of open. So I'm hoping that's kind of a metaphor for the next year. Like my life, both my personal and professional career depend on I want to be able to go to a convention, like the doc said. I want to be, because my day job depends on that. My night job depends on packing crowds so that we can laugh and drink and do drugs together. The shit that's fun, you know? The stuff that we used yes. to normal. You know, I want to get back to that. And uh, hopefully we can. If it requires another lockdown, I'm all for it, because as much as we bitch about freedom, not we, not black people, we don't bitch about freedom in class black people. Like it's, it's ironic how many white people have <laughs> complained about freedom to me in the last year. I that know. Is, <laughs> That's a good so point. Yeah. It's just like slavery. <laughs> I feel like a Jewish person in a holy and the beauty of the mask is it will keep the blood inside. Now, um, I want to get back to mass gathering. I want to get back to being able to go to like a music festival, which was already unhealthy as it, enough on its own without a pandemic. But right. still fun. Like all those fun, crazy things that we do to enjoy our freedoms in America. And I think the thing that would set, would solve that is if we take that shit away, like for real, for real, and let people just bitch and moan and then get in line. Like, like like I said, you got to be grounded. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Richard, uh, what what are you looking forward to? 2022? Yeah, the same thing. Like, I'm already looking at the possibility of maybe trying to do some sort of like hub meets or meet and greets in May. Right. And so I'm, I'm thinking like and I thought about trying to do that this year, but it's like the waves kept coming. and I just could never you can't plan ahead. So you can't really do it. So I just couldn't do it. I'm hoping really like this may be the moment. Like once the Omicron wave like starts in the downswing, that things will look better enough that it looks like I could actually have a meet and greet, actually do a pub meet or something uh, by the by May at least. But that even that might be too optimistic. But I'm I'm really hoping to make it possible uh, to do that again. And and I want to do because I'm thinking about driving across the country. I haven't done. A, I used to drive across the country and do tours every year like multiple times a year and i want to go to like all the way to florida from i'm in california now so i want to hit texas i want to hit maybe like hit new orleans or something like that uh because none of my fans down in in uh, new orleans i've I've never been never done a gig there so i want to do these things and i've been waiting for like two years to do them now so uh you know i'm I'm on the fence as to whether i can uh but I'm, i'm hoping things start to look up yeah, by the end of January, and I'll see where we're at then. And and, and but, but that's that's what I want to do. And then just just be able, just the ability to just go cool, go to a cool bar somewhere, or just bar crawl or something with my friends, and not have to worry about all the protocols and not have to worry about everything. And I'm fully vaxxed. I've got my card and everything, so I don't have a problem being carded. Uh, right? Uh, I've, I've been carded probably more of my life than most folks because I look bizarrely young for my age. But, I was just about to say, uh, <laughs> yeah, you probably get carded for your age too. So I, I don't do care look, being vax card. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud to have my vax card on me and show it. So, yes. uh, so if, if that's what it takes, that's what I want to see happen. Yeah. So yeah. So you're, you're you're telling me that when you go to this go to the bar, sometimes they ask you for your alcohol passport. <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know what I'm noticing the thing before we go to Lamar real quick is that it's ironic, but the theme among everybody seems to be gathering around other people. 
in some way, shape or form, being around other people, which is weird because a lot of those other people are proving to be shitty. But yes. that's, that's, neither, exactly. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Go ahead, Lamar. What are you looking forward to in 2022? All right, there's a couple of things. Uh, one, I'm just short-term going it now is what's taking place. So I'm looking forward to Sunday when we return to San Diego that we can turn around and go back out again. That would be nice. nice. Uh, the other thing is that uh, I long for the days when if I was on a cruise ship and that was my background, it'd be the most impressive thing on a Zoom meeting. No, <laughs> Dr. Dan's in a goddamn hospital. It's what he's got. <laughs> that was a cold blue I don't want talking. to be here, y'all. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Hilarious. He trumped me in the whole thing to say that. He's got a hospital in the background. I'm on a cruise ship and I'm number two is what I am. Well, uh, my background is actually my yacht. I just didn't want to show you that. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Continue. Well, it's because because uh, because uh, Ty's yacht is in Newport, so it's got Trump flag everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, uh, Ty, I forgot to mention the other time, uh, there is uh, no COVID in the champagne room. So that's Larry. <laughs> and and maybe kind of get steps towards, like I said, like you guys all said, is getting back to what it used to be. Uh, but I'm talking before this to the point of before Trump, where now everything is politicized, that maybe we can get steps to whatever it is, the first steps to get back towards that. Because even though we're saying, yeah, we'd like to hang around people and they're shitty people. Yeah. But it'd be a point where before Trump, we could kind of go, man, that was a little crazy, wasn't it? And you didn't worry about who they voted for and who they represent and flew the flag for and stuff like that. To be able to make the tiny step to get towards that, if that's at all possible, maybe that'd be nice. So, oh, that's dope. yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one, bro. I mean, I remember yeah. that time, I remember not too long ago. Uh, and uh, go ahead, JE, what, what are you looking forward to in 2022, bro? I'm thinking we need vaccination passports for everyone, like Dr. Dan was saying about make it hard for them to go to bars and big outdoor festivals. Uh, I'd like to see the unvaccinated people have to wear masks in public instead of the other way around. Why should vulnerable vulnerable people have to do it? But they don't, and they're not vaccinated. I'd like to see the no-fly list be extended. People start shit on an airplane should be on every list, not not just one. Absolutely. And last of all, empathy. That's right. That's right. That's yes. right. Uh, go ahead. Do you want? Go ahead, Ian. I didn't even ask you, bro. Go ahead. No, what I was you? gonna ask you. you, you well, I'd go first if you want. But look, I, I'm, I'm, this is not some sort of weird. I believe in luck or numerology or any sort of nonsense. But it's weird. 20, uh, 22 is my favorite number. I don't know why 22. Is, you know why 22 is my favorite number? It's the first. My first football jersey I had uh, was was 22, and I've always liked 22 since then. It's the symmetry and whatever. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I don't believe in omens or anything like that. But if there is one, I'm like, all right, my favorite, my favorite number. We're heading into that year. Um, but you know, I mean, yeah. I travel anyway. I traveled this last year. I didn't get to travel in 2020 because of COVID, and uh, we moved our trip to the to 2020, 2021. We were able to go. I had plans to go to Scotland in 2022. Um, I haven't booked my flight yet or my tickets yet, but I'm hopeful that it, by July we'll be able to go. And here's the thing I'm, I'm most hopeful for. I really think, and I'm hoping that, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping this is not wishful thinking and no one knows. I mean, if anyone knows, Dan's going to know more than this. But I really feel 
unless we get another, well, I predicted this before. I said we were going to have a spike. Everyone knew it. Uh, I didn't pray. It wasn't my prediction, but we knew we were going to have a spike during this time again. I didn't think it was going to be as big of a spike, but I said, unless we get a new variant, which we did. Um, I think the good news about this variant is that we're seeing, especially with vaccinated people and unvaccinated people, it does seem to be, it seems to, to replicate a lot faster. It seems to come and go a lot faster. It, um, they say it, it replicates in your, in your, uh, uh, not, not, not in your lungs, in your rest, upper respiratory. Um, that, that it, so it, it comes, it goes quicker. It's, it's, it's more contagious. So it, it spreads faster and it's milder. So we're not going to see as many deaths, which is what we care about. So for me, if we keep vaccinations up and we get a lot of people who aren't getting vaccinated, getting Omicron, I'm really hoping that we see that we see what we're seeing in other countries where with this crazy ass spike that doesn't have as many deaths and hospitalizations and a lot of immunity. And then we're, we're entering into an endemic stage where eventually it's going to be like a regular cold or whatever in the next year or two. It's going to be something you get maybe yearly and it, and, and it comes and goes and we can get our, our booster every year like we do with a flu shot um, and hoping that we don't get another fucking mutation before that happens, which is possible. But if we can get through March, I think by the time March comes along, I think we're going to see the numbers going way down. I can see immunity way up. And I'm really hoping that that, that summertime we're seeing this almost gone unless we get another variant. And I really feel that that's a possibility. And that's what I'm looking forward to is is this this spike not killing another 800,000 fucking people and getting a lot of immunity so that when we come down the other side of it, we're, we're in a much better place. And you guys right there, Ian Harris is good as fuck with numbers. You didn't think it was going to happen this episode, <laughs> did you? You didn't think it was going to happen, but he was able to pull it off. Uh, let me get a couple comments and then I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, Zen says, fun fact, 2022 is 100 years since extinction of the California grizzly. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe says, yes. Empathy. Uh, Zen also says, dude, you just uh, went into the Matrix. Uh, we won't even get into what I thought about the movie. That's a whole nother, uh, whole nother show. Episode. Um, yeah, exactly. And Joey says, uh, I was in my early 40s the last time I got carded. Hey, yeah, so yeah, man, be, be grateful, bro, that you still got those those young looks, man. Uh, I, I This right here is a dead giveaway for me, bro. Like, all the great. This, this, this me too. Here. Yeah, see right there. As soon as they like, if I shaved all of this off, I still wouldn't get carded. I still look older than twenty one, but at least they would think that I'm somebody's uncle, so <laughs> as opposed to somebody's dad. But um, so I will tell you what I'm looking forward to. Uh, all of that, really, but so a combination of a couple of things. I am looking forward to going to venues without being paranoid. I am looking forward to that because. I was never really paranoid about this shit until these last couple of years, these last few years. Like, uh, I'll give you a prime example. I was at Costco, and you know at Costco, everyone's been to Costco, and you know they have the hot, you can get the hot dogs, and then on the side, you can put your own little things on them. The, the ketchup, mustard, they don't do the onions. Ew. You know, but, but that's, it's funny you say that, J.E. So there was a lady right there. First thing I asked was, hey, are the bags sealed? The ketchup and the mustard, are they sealed to where you can't just lift the shit up and do whatever you do, you know, and they say, yeah, sealed. So I see a lady using the pump, right? And 
there's dried stuff under the 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 under the nozzle, you know what I'm saying? It's dry stuff. This chick takes her bare fucking hands and touches the knob the, the, where the fucking shit comes out. She just does this and dude, she gives me this look like, oh, nothing's coming out. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if gold was coming out now. I'm not eating <laughs> any of that. And, and, and here's here's how freaked out I am nowadays. I have never normally in a situation like that, I would have went back to my car and just said it to myself and be like, oh, what the fuck was that? She oh. heard me say, oh my God. <laughs> she asked which God? <laughs> So, so my thing is, man, I'm looking forward to not being as paranoid. I'm looking forward to all these, like, I, I'm more so like music venues. I miss music venues more than anything. Because um, comedy shows to me, you know, I don't, I mean, I go to the show, I do my show, and then I go, what I will say I am looking forward to as far as comedy goes is meet and greets. Because I stopped meet and greets because of COVID. Like, like, I don't do, you know, after the show, you will go up, shake hands. You know, all of like this right here, that's not a thing anymore. That's like we're doing uh, this or this. And so I'm looking forward to that because that was one of the, my, my favorite parts of, about performing is meeting people after the show and hearing what they thought about the show and just having regular conversations. Now, if someone gets this close to my face, I'm like, back, back the fuck up. What, what are you doing? <laughs> so that's what I'm looking forward to. Your broomsticks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, you guys, uh, we got to wrap this up. So um, let, let's do this. Let me say this really quick, and then I turn this over to to Ian to close this out. But I want to get every. I want to thank everybody that tuned into the show. By the way, Zen, Chuck, uh, Joey, uh, Joe. Uh, we had a bunch of people today. Thank goodness. Says so Dominic. Yeah. So Alan. Uh, so and then I want everybody to kind of you know tell everybody where they can find you. So let me just say this really quick. Um, 2021, I feel like, was slightly better than 2020. It, it was slightly better than 2020. But what we should have learned from 2020, we should carry over more into 2020. We should have carried over more, and we should definitely be more aware of in 2022 because you're seeing that we have the capability to fix shit. You're seeing it. Like, as, as Dan said earlier, we have the capability to fix shit. We have, but the, we have the technology, but the want has to be there. And I think that's the thing that's still lacking in our society is the want, because yeah, not enough of us want definitely. to fix this, you know? So we have to change that. And I want to say empathy is still the word. Uh, and I'm glad that every single one of you were able to share the screen time with us for our year end show. We appreciate you guys being on today. We appreciate every other past uh, show uh, that you guys have been on. Uh, I'm wishing you all personally uh, a happy new year going forward to be with your friends and family, loved ones and all of that stuff. To everyone that has been watching the show, uh, thank you all. And um, I want uh, Dan, everyone just go around, tell everybody where they can find you and then Ian will take us out. Cool. Man, I would love to meet up with everybody on this call, first of all. So hopefully next year I'll meet y'all in California. There you go. We can all meet. Come up through because we're not we're not coming, we're not coming there. Come over here. <laughs> exactly. Don't come to Georgia. Unless I get get a meetup with Stacey Abrams there or something you go. like there that. You that go. would be cool. Cause she's she's from my territory. There so you go. um 
Yeah. I just wanted to say one really last quick thing, Ty, when you're talking about meet and greets and how much you miss them. So I, I went to two conventions this year and one of them I ran the infection control for, and I just want to kind of like give you some tips. So like this can be done. So what we did is we made vaccination completely mandatory and to just get into the convention, you had to show the card. If you didn't, we turned you away. That was like step one. And then step two. Big fat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had no tolerance. Like, if you're not vaccinated, you probably shouldn't be here. Try another time. And then this, yeah. So it was 100% vaccination because we made, we actually had people at the door checking the cards every single time. And then the second thing that we did that's kind of unique is we had people if you had the means to test yourself four days before and four days after the convention. And then I, I set up a um, basically like a Facebook chat thread where you could post your results. So four days before, because if you're a positive, we didn't want you come. And then four days afterwards, so that if you were positive, you could describe like who you were and if you had contact with people. So we destigmatized the idea of testing positive. And we also incentivize the idea of testing. Like if you can give people a discount to your, to your show or your meeting greet by saying, if you test beforehand or, or afterwards, you know, I'll refund you part of it. And it totally worked. We had almost nice. no one test positive. And those that, that tested positive, people were able to figure out if they had close contact with them and if they needed to get tested or not. So we were able to have these big events. And, you know, we also had mass policies in that as well. But because we enforce these rules, we didn't have a lot of cases, even though we brought together a lot of people. Love it. Anyway, so yeah, where, where, where to find me? Um, I have a, a, a YouTube channel where I, I do instructional videos. You can use them uh, to help convince your friends and family to get vaccinated. It's uh, the YouTube channel is called The Relaxing Sounds of Infection. Um, and my, my comedy side project where I play a uh, art museum curator that pretends to know about art um and just does improv comedy in front of famous art pieces is called unassailable art history and that's on tiktok <laughs> and you should definitely check it out i play chuffed melanogaster uh a art curator and art historian and i just look at art pieces and i tell you exactly what they're trying to tell you my motto is let me tell you what the art is trying to tell you <laughs> nice. unassailable art history go ahead chuck <laughs> Okay, so I, I don't have a big presence, but uh, I'm on Twitter at Freeman Today. Um, I'm on Facebook. If you find my uh, personal Facebook page, you'll see links to my uh, Flickr and PX500 uh, galleries. And then on uh, also on Facebook, the Alabama Atheist page, um, as well as the... Um, uh, Alabama Alliance of Atheists and Freethinkers, also on Facebook. Love it. Go ahead, Corey. All right. You guys can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Corey Showtime. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CRShowtime1. I have to start over again because I called Mitch McConnell a turtle face hoe and they suspended me. Uh, I wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> Uh, uh, other than that, I will be at, you can find me in real life in actual physical space at the Savage Henry Comedy Club, January 7th and 8th. And I'll be in Las Vegas doing the Fail to Render VR slash reality show. Um, at, not even sure what the venue is, but go to my, uh, go to my Instagram. You'll see. Love it. Go ahead, Richard. Uh, all things Richard Carrier at richardcarrier.info.info. You can find my Facebook, Twitter feed there, but my blog, which is my big thing that I do. And I do uh, one month online courses. So if you want to like 
learn some how to be a philosopher, how to do history, how to do critical thinking courses. Uh, I teach uh, online and you can find that on my website, plus all my books. I've got nine books out now. Um, Almost all, all but one are also available on Audible, read by me and Kindle and all of that. So all that stuff is available through richardcarrier.info. Dope. Love it. Love it. Lamar. Don't, don't, don't have your audible books read by Gilbert Godfrey. That would be. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus. Uh, then. What are you? <laughs> Lamar. I, uh, I, I appreciate that. I'm not going to do a plug. This is what I'm going to do on behalf of all the people that watch the show to Ty and Ian. I, uh, I thank you. I thank you as always being a, a part of the show. Uh, and uh, I wish you guys a happy new year, safe travels, whatever it is that you may do uh, in the new year and uh, all the best. Uh, always pleasurable. If you want to find me, you know where you'll find me here. How's this? Every uh, Thursday at noon, you will find me commenting on critical and thinking. I love it. I love it. That's, there you go. There you go. Yeah, what's the mindset? Go ahead, go ahead, J.E. You can find me drinking grog alone in my fucking kitchen. (laughs) J.E. Murray on Facebook because Zuckerberg canceled John Murray. And I'm also the founder of Pittsburgh Atheists on Facebook, which has been around for about 14 years. But that's a secret organization. So if you friend me... You don't have to be from Pittsburgh, but I can add you to the group as I did with Ian. Yes. Thank so, you very much for having me on. I very much appreciate it. And I love the show. Peace, empathy. Yeah, we yes. appreciate you commenting all the time. And, and, and I was hoping to get Zen on here. Uh, Zen made a shit ton of comments. He's always hilarious. I don't know. The guy should do comedy himself. But he said here. Zen is funny. For his 2022, he says, in comedy, can we get rid of white supremacy so that over-the-top, mildly offensive stereotype comedy is funny again? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Man. <laughs> Amen. I, I approve that message. Go ahead, Corey. One more thing. You can find me at uh, Fight Science MMA. I'm still fat, but it won't be for long. Ian is a great fucking gym owner. <laughs> there you go. Thank go you. ahead, Ian. That, that, hey, well, that's it. You can find us here every Thursday, uh, noon Pacific time. Except next week. What's that? You said except, except next week. week. Except next week. What's the next week? I, I thought you were taking a week off. No, I don't think so, are we? Oh, oh. No, we're good. I oh, we're damn. I, 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 thought, I thought I had the week off. Shit. <laughs> God damn it, J.E., you got me excited for the week. I'm drinking too much grub. I'll be on my, I'll be on by myself. Hello? Hello? <laughs> um, Who's there? But yeah, and then and then every Monday the, our our, uplo- our podcast is uploaded to all the podcast purveyors, but you can watch us live on Facebook with the video every Thursday at noon Pacific. And um, yeah, you can find us patreon.com slash critical and thinking. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash critical and thinking. We might be moving and at least doing an, another thing in the new year. There's a new thing called uh, a new um, uh, platform called Only Sky that I'm being a part of. Uh, Aaron's part of it too. Uh, uh, Andy Hall, who's been on a few times, a part of it. It's taking over for Patheos. Um, and we might be hosting our, our website on Only Sky's new platform, which launched launches on January 3rd. And once that's up and running, we'll let everybody know that might be a much bigger platform um, that would be really cool because there's a lot of crit- critical thinkers and, and uh, people like that on there. So we might be uh, also going on there as well live in the new year, but more about that as it Sounds as it like a porn site for pilots. 
Was that? Yeah, you said it sounded like a porn site. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Pornhub. Yeah, Only exactly. sky sounds like a porn site for pilots. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's it, Ty. All right, you guys. Uh, as usual, uh, thank everyone for watching the show. Thanks for rocking with us all of this time. Uh, we've been together three three years now. We're looking forward to the next year. Uh, again, I want to thank all of our guests, Dr. Dan, Chuck, Corey, Richard, Lamont, J.E., uh, and Aaron from earlier. I, I, we, you know, you guys, are, you all are what helped make the show better. Uh, you add so much insight that, you know, some stuff that uh, even we didn't know, you, you bring it to the show, especially um, when it comes to the information to help society better, because that's what's needed right now. So I want to thank you all very much. And again, happy new year to you all. Party safely, responsibly, and uh, don't spend too much money. Stay up. There you go. There you go. And empathy. Critical thing in podcast. Ty Barnett. Yeah, My man. See you next time. Peace. 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 Thank you guys all.